Ireland's main aim is to entertain, inform, engage and inspire. And we are delighted to have Rachel Brown of Moy Veterinary in Ballina, County Mayo, a large animal vet with an RCVS cattle health and production cert and also a veterinary council member as our special guest today. Hello everyone and welcome back to the VetSpace Ireland podcast. Um, tonight, and we are joined by Rachel Brown, who is a large animal vet working in Moy Veterinary. She's a partner in Moy Veterinary um, in Ballina, and she also has a RCVS cert in cattle health and production. And uh, yeah, we're just delighted to have her on board, and we're you know really excited about the chat we're going to have. So we're going to cover all the usuals and a few extra little bits here and there. So welcome, Rachel. Hello. Hi guys, I'm pleased to be here. Great. Um, Sorry. Not, how's spring going up in uh, Mayo? Is it started? It hasn't yet? started yet. Um, traditionally, it was Paddy's Day. Usually, it's middle of February. A little bit of lambing, but not much yet. If you want to come down to Cork and help us out, no, you're no actually problem. okay. Well, yeah. Can I have your all your cows, please? You know, if I feel the black and them. Alana with fields of only black and white would be oh. fantastic. Now I love my sucklers, the Charleys and the limousines and the Anguses. But yeah, I think I like my cattle friendly. Yeah, and I, I think um you're I utmost respect for you working in the west of Ireland with um you know sucklers. And I did my bit down in Kerry uh, when I first graduated and uh, I don't know if I would be um rushing back. I kind of got used to my my nice dairy cows. Yeah, I used to, I mean, I have friends, obviously, who are vets, and um, one of them uh, works in Meath, and one of her herds was jerseys. Do you know how you restrain a jersey? You put your arm around its neck and tell it it's wonderful. <laughs> so, uh, I, I was a little jealous. I was a little jealous. And they're so pretty, jersey cows. Yeah, yeah, I mean, these are pedigrees, and well, for me, it was the, yeah, you just, stand there and you're just delighted to see me and you're not looking at me going <laughs> step inside my my pen and that's it kill you. Uh, but, but seriously it, it, it is a big concern um how wild cattle are um now we're lucky a lot of guys around here have decent handling facilities um but we're still dealing with some of them they're feral and there's mm. just no two way no two ways of saying it they're they're feral animals and do you think that like a I always found that no matter even with the friendliest farmer and he could be out every day, you'll always get two or three that are just loop-de-loop. Um, yes, no, uh, genetics has a huge role. What we found with the, one of the stars, you know, everyone talks about the stars mm -hmm. on the, the cattle side. Um, farmers were keeping cows, were keeping heifers because they were five star, whereas normally they would call wild animals. They were keeping just based purely on the stars and I'm going out to test going geez Michael the cattle are very wild this year oh yeah the heifers I normally would have got rid of from the cows that are just that bit edgier mm -hmm. they kept so there is a genetic thing it's it's not just a reflection on the farmer oh no yeah or the handling at, yeah. at all you know I definitely think there is a there is a, a genetic um and I I think um 
like we wanted you on to talk to us about springtime and being a large animal vet because of the time of year yeah. but we wanted yeah. someone from the west and you know also from a female perspective as well oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah and you know we we want to talk because I, th- I suppose we focus so much on the dairy side that we do want to get so much opinions about about the suckler side as well so no problem. firstly Rachel just t- talk us through your veterinary journey and why you became a vet um so I became a vet because my on my mother's side um they had a small holding I suppose it's called so I would have spent a lot of time around the few cattle and stuff and I I just decided I wanted to be a vet um we're originally from Arklow and County Wicklow and the nuns sort of suggested plenty of other careers the guidance counselor told me what about trying to be a kennel maid and I said no no I'll be a vet so yeah I'm a vet and um, I qualified in 1995 from Dublin most of my class actually went to the UK to work this is some of us that worked in Ireland and I took a job in um, County Mayo was my first position I was extremely extremely well treated there and stayed there a couple of years I mean so and then went to the the UK for a for a year or so and then went and did a little bit of traveling then I worked in Dublin in UCD for a couple of years in LAX and back out into practice in Ireland Offaly and Cavan and then in 2003 back to Mayo and up to Balna where I am now so full circle. Yeah, yeah, full circle. Exactly, <laughs> full circle. Yeah, went round the world and came back to the same county. Oh, Mayo must be, must be, uh, they're lucky to have you. It must be. Uh, uh, Mayo's, Mayo's, Mayo's good fun now, yes. Rachel, tell us a bit about your travelling, because I think you mentioned earlier when we were chatting that you spent some time in New Zealand. How did you find that? I, I was only there for a very short length of time. Um, I never actually worked. Uh, the only places I've worked as a vet have been England and Ireland. Okay. Um, so we, we started around the world trip. So I went to Hawaii first and then down to New Zealand. But then I had to come back home. Uh, so that would have been back in 1998. And I think the scale of, of, of cows in New Zealand at that point would have been, you know, compared to Ireland, it would have been, you know, a, a, a bit of a, an eye opener, I'd say. It, w- it would have been different. I yeah. suppose before I went, I worked in, um, I worked in the south of England. Okay. And um, in, uh, where did I work? Outside Pusey, outside Malmesbury, the south in Wiltshire. Okay. And um, it was my first exposure to big herds, large herds with literally weekly visits. Mm-hmm. Um, to the Well, I, I wasn't the one doing the weekly visits to all the herds, but when I was covering for the other partners, um, I was doing it. Uh, and the big thing I took from it was, here I am, young vet from Ireland, couple of years experience, mm-hmm. never worked on large dairies but the farmers were delighted to see somebody interested in cattle and someone who was willing to get stuck in and, and willing to work and you know could chat to them and could handle the cattle mm. and, and actually that was one of the my aims when I was a student was when I qualify I, I knew I knew I wasn't going to know everything but I wanted to be able to handle everything I wanted to be able to throw the halter on an animal be able to just to be able to work around them and 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 you know, I'm not from a direct farming background like yourself, Hazel. <laughs> um, so I did the, you know, when you when you're a student, you go off to work on dairy farms, you work on pig farms. And so I went off and I did that and I had a great time. But um, I must admit, that was my big thing was be able to handle cattle. 
So mm -hmm. in the UK, they were delighted. But it was also my first exposure to the, um, not so much the factory side, but the money being, playing a major role in decisions. Mm -hmm. Because a farm had a routine vet visit every week, every two weeks, every three weeks, whatever, they'd save everything for then. Okay. So the animal who had been sick, the animal who was three-legged lame, whatever, they would wait. They wouldn't call you out. They'd wait until that visit. Mm. So I found it extremely frustrating because I was used to be getting called out to something that was sick, yeah. treating it, and it might get better. May yeah. not, but at least I'd, I'd have a fighting chance. But when you're getting called out to things that they've had everything in the medicine cabinet, mm. and then you're saying, right, veterinary, go ahead. And you're looking at this cow. <laughs> Give it something in the vein. <laughs> <laughs> strawberry lump in the back of her foot going yeah I can do nothing for that now oh um, I know and like I I you know it's so frustrating going to those calls and they're like oh I've given it this and this and this oh and then I gave him a bit of this and yeah, then yeah yeah, yeah. look I said I'd call you now to see what you you can do and yes yes so that, that that was the that was difficult <gasps> I know um, and how long were you over in the UK um again Rachel literally um as I said I was so I left Ireland in 97 and I knew I was going to go traveling in 98. So I took a job in the PDSA okay. uh, up in Hull and cousins up there just to get my surgical, um, my surgical skills up, mm -hmm. up, up, up a little bit quicker. And then I was about six months, I think, down in the south of England. Okay. And then traveling. So as I was saying to you earlier, we, the plan was work work for a few years go traveling work in New Zealand come home mm -hmm. so we got as far as New Zealand unfortunately my mom died mm -hmm. and I had to come on back home to Dublin because I had three younger brothers mm -hmm. and um, so when I came back to Dublin then I was lucky enough to get a position in uh, UCD in um, the large animal clinical studies there was one of the um, spongy TSE studies going on so Anne Healy was being involved in a lot of research so they needed another body I, I was a body that's really <laughs> what I was so um I was really involved in sort of the small group teaching you know the cases in the yard mm. loading up the poor students into a van and driving them up to Athboy or driving them out to Lyons so yeah it was a couple great of years the students had me so <laughs> I'm sorry I'd say they had great crack with you though I'd say there's there was a lot of stories probably and and uh from you I don't remember <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the worst one but yeah it was it was good fun and for me personally you know I was learning so much because you, you don't know until you qualify what you need to know and I was come so I had been out these few years and I came back and I'm there exposed to the large animal surgery the large animal medicine department all of these people and their researches what what they're researching and so I learned a hell of a lot. And yeah, I could imagine. so during my time there, I did the, um, the RCBS certain cattle health and production. And it was great because we had the herds to do the case studies on. Um, I was being paid to research. You know, I had time. Yeah. It was the first time because previously I'd worked, you know, uh, on a percentage of my first few jobs. Uh, which was fantastic. Mm. Um, in fact, I found England very tough because I had a salary. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't just spay a few 
dogs on a weekend before I was going away to have extra money. I, yeah. I had to budget. So. That, <laughs> Welcome that to novel. my world. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's, it was a totally different world. The farmers, you know, it's always that thing when you're when you're doing a section and the farmers are like, ah, sure, at least you're getting paid to be here at four in the morning. And you're like, mm, I'd be getting paid the exact same if I was in bed right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we we actually pay a little um bit of a bonus for um oh. for out of hours oh yeah yeah um just to try and give some recognition of the fact that you know getting out of your bed or working yeah. late at night or working weekends is tough so it's only a small God, thing i have to put you in touch with my boss put you in touch with your, your bosses you better edit this bit out because i don't think any boss in ireland is going to like to hear me say that i know uh, that's a, no, that's it, but it look is, it's all it tough it's yeah. all about um, moving forward with veterinary and, and yeah. you know, rewarding people for their hard work and, uh, you know, not just assuming that, you know, the slaving away of old is the norm, you know, and, and the time off and holidays and, yeah. you know, that it's not just all work, work, work. And I think yeah. like that's what we at Space are about that, you know, if like we want to show that there's other sides of veterinary and, you know, we're, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're like, I'm a partner, I'm an employer. Um, we have everybody on a salary. Mm. We pay our out of hours bonus, but it's it, it, it sort of the big problem in veterinary is is getting and keeping staff to mm. provide what you want as an ideal um, rota for your staff. I mean, I would love that after your weekend on call, you had Monday off, mm. but I cannot do that. Now I'll give you a half day on the Friday after it, but. You know, it, it, for, for me, I find the limiting factor is having staff, but also retention. And a lot of people said, oh, it's getting vets. It's, it's, it's not so much getting vets because everybody comes out of college wanting to work in practice, but it's retaining vets and especially in large animals. And especially, look, I put my hand up in rural practice, um, away from the East Coast, away from the, the very large dairy herds down in in um, the south although I, I think it's in rural practice countrywide retention of staff keeping yeah. people interested I mean I know I mean I I was the worst I did my first job <laughs> for a couple of years a couple of short-term jobs I flitted off mm. then I came back home and then I had a couple of short-term jobs you know well I was in Cavan I think sorry in Offaly for a year and a bit Cavan a year you know I was the worst. I traveled around and tried lots of different things. So it's, 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 it's a massive problem in the industry is what I see. It's like we want to, there's so many employers want to offer really good conditions to our employees, mm. but it's leaving aside the whole financial. So we leave fight the finances and we're assuming everybody pays their bills and yeah, there's loads yeah. of money coming in. Mm. But if I expand my practice how do I know I'm still going to have vets the number of vets to, to run that on a decent rota the mm -hmm. following year you know and and um very hard uh, yeah very hard uh, to plan because you just don't know what people's plans are exactly and it's um you see it in a lot, a lot of practices now like you said Rachel you know they they could expand potentially but then you know, they, they might have young vets come and they'll only stay a year and then you just, where are you then? Do you know, and the next thing you've got, a, a you're running a business where you need six vets on a road and you've got three. And that's not feasible. Yeah. That's not, that's not, that that is just not feasible. And I, I don't have the solution. Um, I try to keep 
as up to date as I can, you know, and see what's happening in the world and what people are looking for. Mm. But I mean, it's it's not just veterinary, it's rural Ireland. It's yeah. the West. I mean, people emigrate and, you know, we're trying to buck the trend to get young people to come to the area and stay when look, you know, life, life, life brings you into so many different places. Thankfully, most of the ones that left us, I think, went for personal reasons. So mm-hmm. that's great. And I was actually just doing a little, I was just thinking back and I think most of them are still in practice actually that's good anybody who was a young vet with us yeah I think so now so I'd, I'd be quite quite happy about that yeah this is my third job actually Rachel so yeah I, I fluted around the place a bit as well yeah I think you saw with your team um, Rachel how many sorry how many people have you got in the practice there? yeah we at the moment we've five vets and three nurses and a couple of receptionists uh well advisable practice yeah and you know you could have more you could technically generate you know we could expand out a little bit further but then if we don't have vets you know we you're trying to cover an increased geographical area with with less vets Mm -hmm. um i mean a lot of my practice um we're over 50 percent small animal hospital small animal um a lot of experience the other partner has a certificate uh small animal medicine from ucd so you know it's it's what I, what I sort of tell people is it doesn't really matter the size of the herd you're dealing with. You know, you give them the best quality service you can. And you don't just, you, you try to bring herd health, even if it's a, a five cow herd, a 50 cow herd. Like, why is this animal sick? I know she has mastitis now, but why? Now, obviously, sometimes you're too tired, you'll treat the mastitis. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, you, 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 you can investigate things a little bit more and you know the the good thing about the the farmers around here is they're in, they they really like their animals they're invested in them yeah. we've smaller numbers that means the individual value is higher you know if you've yeah. 20 cows every calf is so valuable to you financially emotionally etc yeah so um there's they they yeah. have more time to spend on them as well i guess when they've got smaller herds and uh, yes and no, because if they're part time, you know, sorry, they're working full time. They have a family, you know, uh, yeah. it, it can be tough to get the time for them as well. You get a lot of evening calls now, like for maybe not. Emergency. No, we, we actually don't. Um, we're, we're pretty good because, I mean, this practice has been here 40, 50 years. And um, so we don't really do anything non-routine out of hours. Mm-hmm you know we wouldn't be doing we wouldn't have arranged work um specifically for out of hours when the office is shut okay. yes you'll have more stuff on a, a saturday maybe and it depends and that was the one thing with um covid is so many people around the last year okay you yeah know? yeah because they, 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 they as they said um there wasn't a field that wasn't fenced in may or last over the yeah. last year and you like you, you plenty of you plenty of help around the crush i found a tv test there yeah, wasn't yeah. any um shortage of of and i'm like guys just stay away from me exactly. <laughs> it's lovely to see you all but can you go away now Thank can you, you go away please put on a mask and just go away and stand back yeah 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 and how have you found vetting um during covid rachel right so i, I find it's been very stressful because you have the added for me the, the worry of who is going to ring up tomorrow and say they're positive, they're mm-hmm. a close contact? Am I going to have to shut? 
Now, so far, Touchwood, we've been very lucky. We haven't had to shut the clinic at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a couple of people out with cro- close contacts, but they were never positive and it was never associated with the clinic. Mm-hmm. But we, we basically shut our doors last um, March and don't let people in. Yeah. Uh, we, we never let them in. Uh, we stayed curbside. Um, even until about the summer, euthanasias were done out in our yard behind if the owner really had to be there in full PPE. Mm-hmm. Now, on some cases, we, we, will, we, we will let them in. It is a problem out of ours because you don't have the nurses, etc. Mm-hmm. So yeah. up until the last recent spike in, remember, it was, there was a bit of a lull. Yeah. But then there was a massive spike around Christmas and Mayo. Mm-hmm. And um, I thankfully haven't had to see anything out of ours. But most people are very good. Everybody wears a mask coming to the door. I arrive in a farm. I've been putting a mask on since November, October. Yeah. Um, and um, farmers have been doing it in the last couple of months. We didn't, re- as I said, Mayo had very low numbers um, until recently. So it was only recently you're sort of going, yeah, no people, we're going to have to have masks by farmers on farm, you know, to protect us a little. Um, last spring, I just, as I said, you know, your work is piling, we'll, we, you have constant work, there's constant TB testing. Um, so I was looking, okay, we'll just do anybody looking for work. Normally you'd balance it, you'd, you know, spread it out among the different weeks. Mm-hmm. So we just did everything that came in we just did it, get it done, just in case the next week, you yeah. know. And um, and I think that's... I think now, like I, myself anyway, on farm, I feel completely naked if I don't have a mask on now. You know, it's yeah. just kind of common, just like my second nature now to have it on. And yeah, know. we were very very aware. Um, I had some N95 masks in the car back when this all started. But I never didn't use them because mm. we were so we couldn't get them. We couldn't get masks. Yeah. Because now we've loads of masks. And uh, I remember my uh, my boss saying, Hazel, mind those gloves now. Don't be using them excessively. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We couldn't get gloves either. We were, uh, yeah. It, it, oh my fun. God. It was um, great fun, wasn't look, it? You, yeah. You, you get used to everything. It is just another look, you're outside, you're fine. Most times you're fine just every now and again you'll be in a situation mm. on a farm there will be maybe extra people there or someone doesn't have a mask on and you'll be there going it'll be just at the back of your mind and yeah. you just gotta keep it at the back of your mind and ignore it that's what i'm trying to do but um yeah it's it's it's, it's added an extra layer of stress oh it has 100 um, so talking of stress how do you de-stress rachel from the veterinary world yeah um well, pre-COVID, and um, I spent a lot of time, well, I would go away at weekends, um, I think about 10 years ago, maybe, or I took up a little bit of surfing. Awesome. Uh, now, I am not good at surfing. Uh, I go to our local beach, and it's grown. I yeah. paddle out to waist height. I catch my waves, whatever. Um, but I, I just love being in the water. Didn't matter what time of year, you know, cold, warm. Amazing. But uh, yeah, uh, I remember going out the first time I was going and I mentioned it to, uh, it's actually the VI and local factory I go to. And he goes, 
you're too old, you'll be rubbish. And I said, I don't <laughs> care, I'll enjoy it. He said, no, I'm not doing this to win something. I'm doing this to just to be in the water. I have a friend, she does the open water swimming. Mm-hmm. I mean, being in the water is so relaxing. Uh, demanding Jack Russell, lots of walking. We forests, we beach, you know. Um, Innescrone Beach is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm really lucky because that's obviously in our 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 area of work. So I've a lot of time, you know, I can have work out there and just walk the beach because I'm physically meant to be there. You know, it doesn't matter that it's 11 Ks from my house. The work yeah. I'm doing is in Innescrone. Yeah. Um, so I may schedule it when uh, pre-COVID, when we had coffee shops, you know, you'd arrange work for people in areas where you knew at their lunch break, you, you could keep them in the area for over lunch, you know, after lunch, because there was a really nice coffee shop there. Yeah. You know, schedule oh, work. My old, uh, um, the secretary in my old job um, used to send me down to, um, oh, uh where the holy stat where the statue moved oh yeah yeah um, yeah um oh my god it's gone from my um, <laughs> i don't know where you're talking about oh, I, I i do i saw practice down in west cork yeah oh it's gone completely anyway there was a fabulous cafe called diva's cafe and she'd be like hazel there's a call there to joe blogs but yep. um you might get a nice coffee now on the way home and get yourself yeah, some yeah, cake. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm terrible for doing that. I will literally look at the work I'm arranging. And if it's for myself, definitely. I would have arranged, okay, well, I can have coffee there. Yeah. I can have lunch there. Yeah. Um, I can, I'm so glad I'm not the only one that does that, Rachel. Thank God. Oh, God, yeah. And um, I, I would do the same for the assistants as well, you know, if, I, yeah. if they were working. Because uh, it's important... You know, you talk about de-stressing and yeah, we've big things we do, but during our day, you need to get a lunch break, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Okay, yes, some days you may work, accidentally end up working through lunch or, but, yeah. but as a routine, you need to have on your schedule a break for lunch yeah. and a proper break, you know, and that's time for you to, 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 get, to get a bite. Um, I friends and they work in practices that'll lay the work out on multiple different farms until about three or four, about mm. four o'clock. And I'll go, where's your lunch break? And they don't factor it in. You know, yeah, I think that day is gone now. Really, we yeah, need no, to be, yeah. we, need to be, do, like, we need to be looking after our vets, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. That's it. Really Although nice even having your lunch. Hmm? It's really bad for your mental health. You just to not you, you need a break. Hungry. You need a break. Um, you know, you find I find if I'm hungry, like. I'm just not, you know, I get hungry, as people say, you know, it oh, doesn't. Uh, I'm really bad. No, I, they, they, I, I won't go near the office if I'm hungry and tired. Yeah. I have to eat and relax. First. I would say I'm a danger on a farm if I'm hungry, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you don't make rational decisions. You know, no. all you're thinking about is I just want to eat. But then I carry, like yourself. I mean, now I don't like protein balls at, at, at all. I think oh, some of the stuff you have, you have to try the beanie brownie ones. They're so good, Rachel. They're in cork. <laughs> um, but uh, I would always carry like a banana. Yeah. For, um, you know, mid-morning, keep me going. And and I think it's good not to have something in your van that's like really like tasty that you're going to eat it about five minutes after you sit in it because you need it for later on in the day. So yeah, yeah. A couple of those, um, you know, those sort of, well, whilst we're talking about snacks, Rachel, tell us about your um, 
tips for surviving spring? Yeah, surviving spring. Um, oh, they go out to the first calving when you know it's getting really busy and your heart rate even now through the roof. Mm -hmm. So I carry food in my car um, insofar as banana, but I, I, I wouldn't keep that overnight. I carry bars, but you know, the, the sort of like the, the healthy, healthy yeah. bars, you know, um, an emergency can of Coke uh, for if I'm tired somewhere. Yeah. Um, I carry loads of different clothes changes because, you know, you're just going to get destroyed. Um, it's just to try and take the little breaks, even in spring, like get your coffee, go and stand on Enniscrone Beach, take a photo, put it on Instagram, make people feel bad. Um, you know, just just you have to de-stress. And, you know, a vet once said, it's important you arrive on the next farm doesn't matter how quickly you get there you just have to arrive there yeah. and you just have to take little breaks and and I mean at this stage now I know when I'm angry I know when I'm frustrated I know when I need to go and just not be near staff or anybody like that and um, you just just need to relax a little bit um, take one call at a time I think that's like, yeah, I know Eamon, Eamon uh, we, we were talking to Eamon last week or two weeks ago with the move vet and yeah. you know he was he really kind of hammered home that point if any new grads listening you really are only one person you can only be at one place at one time and yeah things can get busy but look that's that's you just can, the way you can and just, you need yeah, to just do it and yeah pr prioritize um keep keep a good note of where you're going what you're doing speak to your the office let oh yeah let the office know if something is going on and you're getting delayed because then they won't just keep sending calls through to you because, you know, you'd be looking at the book going, oh yeah, they're finished. They can pick up X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Whereas A has been a disaster and you're still there four hours later, you know? Um, so spring can be mentally very tough. Um, and it's just, I suppose, ever since a new grad as well, new grad, I don't know, is it a new grad tip? but I would give a call 100% when I'm out there and then that's it. I'm not going to go home and sit and mull over. Did I do this right? Did I not do this right? Right. You know, do a forensic dissection of it. Work on your call. They ring back or if I have to go back or if there's something I particularly want to look up, fine. But I, I, I didn't think too much about it. Probably a little excessively when I was a new grad because I knew I had to protect myself. I had to accept that I was going to make mistakes. And if I did make a mistake, try to have a think back, what went wrong? What could I do differently? And try not to beat yourself up about it. As yes. you get older, they get, that gets much harder. If, if something goes wrong, it is harder to say. I needed you in my ear the other day, uh, Rachel, because I yeah. lost an yeah. awful lot of sleep Friday night over yeah. a And over it a is, look, you, you, you did, Everything you did on that farm, you did for the, that animal's best interest. Every, Things yeah. don't always work out. We are human. It is the art of veterinary medicine. It's, a, it's not a science. It's not X plus Y equals Z every single time. Sometimes we get a unicorn at the end of it. Who knows? Animals react in totally different ways. Mm. Um, now, that's not to say that you don't try things. Um, I mean, I think it's something... A, that has been lost over the generations that 
that generation. That makes me sound really old. <laughs> As I said, I qualified. We're looking at Rachel now, and she hasn't got a wrinkle. She looks about. <laughs> she, I said twenty six earlier. Twenty six. I said twenty five. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we came out. We didn't have the internet, so I'd read about doing something. I might have seen it, and then I try it. You know, and I think you have to. It's very easy to sort of go, yeah, this is what I always do, and it works. Whereas I try to take on new gizmos, new toys. I suppose I, I like using new things or trying different ways. And um, yeah, know, that kind of brings us a little bit. That kind of brings us to maybe the social media side. And I know, um, you know, Moivet has has a has a social media, and I know you're behind it. And we became kind of friends over social yeah. media. And, and I, I thank you so much for all your advice. You always give very sound advice and um, that's good thank you I always like oh yeah I didn't think of that thank you Rachel um but how do you find you know the kind of introduction of social media now into more into veterinary life and how we're adapting yeah um so social media I mean I enjoy it I mean I, I I do it for my because I basically enjoy it I love seeing what other people are posting and we post a little bit on our 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 own stuff as well Mm -hmm. And um, I know a, a lot of vets, yourself included, will, will, will post a lot of educational stuff as well. I don't tend to do that as much. Um, you just have to be careful with social media because the negative side can be horrendous. Mm. And um, I just find it's, it's another avenue that when people want to complain about something and a lot of vets, you know, they think, they've been quite viciously attacked you know maybe not so much in this country but in other countries via social media Mm. and um fantastic resource and it's a great way of educating clients showing clients what you do you know it's but it's just with we were talking a little bit about stress earlier and and this can be another source of stress i'm afraid um yes. that's why you never <laughs> like you asked for a picture of me there are no pictures of me on our instagram <laughs> because i don't like it i mean i don't know how you sit with the camera in front of you every day and just good lighting the camera good lighting. <laughs> good lighting yeah no but just even to you know and it's brilliant i mean i, I listen to them all i i love it oh, thank you and it's a great way of interacting with clients and 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 and, and building up especially now when I mentioned our our clinic is curbside yeah but, so social media is a great way for, for 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 clients to see how vet practices work to actually see what the vet who the vet is that's treating their animal because we've a vet who started with us in march most of the small animal people haven't met her face to face yeah mm. obviously you know and 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 they don't they couldn't pick her out of a crowd you know, yeah. so it, it helps build up a little bit of rapport. Definitely now, especially with COVID and, and with practices being curbside, it's vital that you're utilising your, all your communication with your customers is virtual, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, so that's the, that's, that's. And that's I think when, even as a, a dog, like if you're looking for a vet, like I, I do it for, if I'm looking for, I don't know, say a physio or something online, I'd go on to their Facebook, I'd try to get to know, you know what they what who what they do every day you know like you look for we do it as vets in, for other professions so then people that are looking for vets do it for you know looking for a vet so it is it's important it's important yeah I mean it, it is it is something that you well I know that we probably should put a little bit more time into but it's it's another thing that takes a little bit of time I was um, I was very um 
honored the other day uh, a person rang up and um, they said they're getting a dexter herd um next or next after christmas sometime they said and they were like does hazel mullins work here and could she be my vet oh wow <laughs> very nice very nice uh, dexters and are lovely and they rang me and i and the, the office rang me they were like hazel do you mind being a, a, a dexter herd vet this ladies and i was like oh my god yes i <laughs> yeah. love dexters yes they, they are fantastic and it is i mean it, it it builds up your what is your personal brand you know i mean i mean that's what it is yeah. that's as i said that's totally not my thing at all and your snapchat you like i i i must say i watched your whole um that's farming snapchat takeover video yeah. online and it's very very good rachel is Anyone it as I, I might actually watch it then it's um, so good you, nothing you came in that day so well i couldn't we, we, we it was a saturday i couldn't pre-arrange any calls <laughs> and they were so quiet you know, you, you, there's over 40 minutes of content on, on YouTube. So. I, we, we, went, we had lunch. I took him to Dennis Grown. I took oh, him to Ballycastle, down Patrick Head. Very if you good. forensically analyse the content, I don't think there's much veterinary in it. Well, it, it was well fluffed out anyway, I'll say that. <laughs> I can fluff, that's no problem. I, I can talk away for hours and put me beside some animals and I'll just talk. I love the knowledge transfer. You know, giving yeah. the talks to the, the the farming groups and then you know being able to actually legit, legitimately just stand and chat to the farmers about yeah. herd health and parasites yeah it's good yeah it's um rewarding i would say and rachel you're involved with the veterinary council can you tell us yes i'm in my uh last year of my uh my current i 2018 i think i started uh one of the elected members um so I was I was asked in um, late 2017, would I, you know, go on the veterinary council because I'm I'm involved in veterinary Ireland. So I had a phone call and I, I answered like everybody else would. No, why? <laughs> I'm not doing that. Um, then I thought about it and I said, well, I'm always complaining that what comes out of certain places doesn't reflect what we do in practice, and it's really important that as a vet and it's something I believe you should take the opportunities that are presented you know you may not have the experience in that area but you know we're, we're, we're all smart people we all have something to say so um, I, I stood for election and thankfully now I was elected and um, so uh, this is my fourth year and uh, it's great fun the first day well you didn't you didn't have Ballsbridge uh, vet college was out in UCT wasn't it and I went to Nottingham, so I've no idea about it. Exactly. Well, Vet <laughs> yeah. College was in Ballsbridge. And right. walking down um, from Ballsbridge towards the Vet, the vet uh, Council in Lansdowne Road, I had the same butterflies and excitement that I had on my first day walking down into the Vet, vet College. Oh, wow. It's something new. And so, you know, I, I had no idea what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it was something new and exciting. And um, I mean, it, it's fascinating mm. um it's 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 a lot of work and a lot of time commitment and the elections are coming up again i think this november um there's a number the the elected members are there's a sorry there's another election coming and um it is a lot it is a time commitment um but i think it's important that the voice of the vet in practice mm. the slightly younger vet but the and the female vet 
and the vet who's working in the West Coast and in mixed and mixed practice, cattle practice. Uh, you know, it's important that it's, it's heard because even though it, there's a wide variety of people on the council and they're all really dedicated to doing the best for the veterinary council. A lot of vets in Ireland don't understand that the veterinary council is there to, to implement the Veterinary Practice Act, maintain the register, yeah. um, you know, discipline vets who unfortunately, you know, act outside what's, what is needed um, and, and interpret law into the, the, the codes of practice. You know, it's, it's, it's a very important job. Yeah, I could, I could imagine that it's a, a very um, high workload and you, you do tick a lot of the boxes there. You know, it's great to have a representative like yourself on the council for, yeah. for everyone. You know, yeah. it's, it's important. It's a, everyone's on there has such a broad range of experience, mm. you know, in, in, in practice and wherever. Yeah, um, but, a lot uh, of Zoom very lately, I'd say. So yeah, it's <laughs> there's a lot going on at the moment. There's a lot so going I mean. on, yeah, with all the CBE changes and everything. Like we're all responsible now for our own, aren't we? That's yeah. So basically, um, it's changed to uh, January to December, and each vet is responsible for recording their own CVE. You can use the VCI website. You can still log in to your page and record it there but I do recommend keeping your own records as well okay um just of what you've attended if you have a cert for the attendance you know a link to the the page of what it was and it's more that there will be a percentage audited um each year and then look there's other reasons why they might need to look at your cv yeah so to keep kind of a folder maybe you'd recommend of like print out all your certs and keep them yeah. in one place I mean keep it and... keep a soft copy but keep a hard copy because you know what can happen to computers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's all new for us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, as I said, utilize the, the Veterinary Council's website uh, if, if you can get it, if, you can, if you're able to record them on it. Um, and, and, and this, these are new CVE regulations with discussion with the Veterinary Council over the year. We can see what works, what doesn't work, ideas people have. Um, I mean, the, 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 the current registrar, uh, Neve Muldoon, is really approachable, really enthusiastic and wants to do the best for veterinary and veterinary council, you know, and okay. I, I think I think people we, we, we need to look at this as the future and we have to work to try and protect the veterinary profession in Ireland. And by protect, I mean, make sure we're still there. We want to get vets. We want to retain vets and we want to. Re retain our ability to work as vets in the way that we are doing at the moment. Council did a lot um, this year on mental health. We, they released their, their pamphlet. Um, it's a huge area of concern um, for the council. Um, Vets Face Ireland, we were very privileged to be listed as a, a well-being resource. So that was... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great to see such work being put into um yeah it's it's, it's i mean it's um the, the the vice president um she's a, a doctor and and, and she's uh is very concerned about ensuring or improving the mental health of our registrants our vets and our vet nurses yeah. because we work in an extremely stressful in industry especially on small animals the constant emotional pressure you're under yeah. um worrying about 
poor outcomes in cases, client expectations, you know, and then finances. I mean, the fine, at least in large animals, we don't physically see the bill going out, you know, for every call that we do. And whereas in small animals, it's there in front of you, you know, Mm. you're getting money. Yeah, a lot of stress. And I definitely like with my anesthetic death I had the other day, I, I felt that stress that a small animal vet would yeah. feel with an anesthetic death, because I suppose it's, it's something that doesn't happen too often. We don't anesthetize large animals yeah. and, and horses aside from that. But, you know, for me, it was a completely new emotion and I did not know how to cope with it. Yeah. And I was a nightmare. Like Michelle will tell you, like I rang her and I couldn't cope. I rang everyone. I rang my whole phone. Does <laughs> right, anyone listen to this now that hasn't been wrong over this? Like I just, I needed to talk. I needed yeah. to get support. And I, I felt like, you know, I, I messaged a lot of people on my Instagram, like my friends on Instagram, yeah, yeah, yeah. friends in real life, you know, family, everything. And it really was a, an eye opener to me about the stresses that stress and yeah and I mean you can the things I remember are the couple of times in my career I pulled calves I shouldn't have Mm. now I knew in both of those times there was a reason I pulled it instead of doing a section one was in Offaly in a pen full of lots and lots of stuff on the ground with Mm. a drunk owner it Mm. came out I mean it's just what the calf died and Mm. you know you're you're it's amazing that I remember that that's 30 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. And uh, you don't remember the ones you fix. You don't remember the successes and it's for our he- mental health. We need to think about the positives. Yes. Something goes wrong. Go back, forensically analyze what happened. Is there anything I could have done differently? Where are there little signs beforehand that mm-hmm. something wasn't quite right? And most times there isn't, but sometimes you will find something. For me, for calving, yeah, I knew I felt a little bit of tightness there. That's when I should have stopped, you know. Yeah, well, we've, but I didn't. I'd say there's no large animal vet out there anywhere that hasn't hasn't done that. Pulled a calf when they yeah. probably shouldn't have, you know. And yeah, it's um, and look, I'm sure in two weeks' time this will all be a distant memory to me. Hopefully, yeah, it, it is really really tough and. Yeah. Um, and also, it's not something we do every day. Mm. And um, as, as large animal vets, we're not exposed to it. And um, it, it is it is really tough. And that's where that's where you ring your friends. And yeah, yeah. The hands free you... in the car is exactly exactly. We have the break between our calls. Mm. So even if we're not getting a coffee, you know, um, <laughs> we're usually driving somewhere. We can just pull over, ring your friend, vent, or hash it out or ask them how their day is going yeah. and hopefully they're having a really bad day and then yours doesn't seem so bad <laughs> no it's, it's just a chat I mean you just touch base with people and it's, yeah. and some people when things are going badly they just try to go into their shell and you know they, they just feel they they're, they're doing everything wrong and you will have weeks where everything you touch dies it doesn't matter I mean you're going out you don't even want to um handle a cow in case she dies after it you know and then other weeks it's fine i know and and will we will we go on to a funny story after this maybe from somewhere deep in the west of ireland i'm sure you have a funny story rachel for us well actually i'm really bad at funny stories because i was (laughs) ringing my friends going 
<laughs> you know anything funny I did? <laughs> what happened to me? Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've had, like as a student, lambing a sheep, you know, I, I lying in the, the hay shed studying something and I hear the bleat run around. I think it was my second or third sheep, you know, cleaned mm-hmm. her up, put my hand in, felt the beating heart in my hand, jumped back from the cat, the sheep and sat there for a while figuring my arm is not long enough. There is no way I could have ruptured her uterus and her diaphragm and put my hand on her heart. Oh. It's just his own. Just his own. Actually, one was being a woman on a farm. Um, it's doing a calving. And I pulled my first calf onto the ground, you know, mm-hmm. lovely little thing. I was wearing one of the, you know, the cruise calving jackets. Yes. Which was obviously the Velcro gone. So it was seeping down at the front. Yeah. So as I'm standing up to put my hand in to feel the other, feel was there another calf, the cow lifted her tail and defecated all the way down inside the jacket, which was fun. But then she had a, a second calf. So I had to get the second calf out, mm-hmm. start everything up. And then I had to turn to the three young fellows in the shed and say, right, guys, can you three please stay in here for a few minutes? I'll be back in a moment because I had to go outside. I knew they had a hose <laughs> completely strip off. Um, I'm sure the move doesn't have this problem. <laughs> he can just strip off anyway, <laughs> you know. Um, we'll ask him the next time. <laughs> we'll ask him, yeah. So, strip off. So I'm afraid I'm not great with, with the... I don't remember any funny stories. I'm sure they oh. happen. I mean, I'm plenty. Well, of at times. least they didn't. At least they didn't say to you. Well, do you need a hand with that, Rachel? Do you need yeah, to- no, 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 no. They, <laughs> they, they, they stayed in. Um, but yeah, I, oh, I'm afraid I'm. I I did rack my brains, and I'm sorry. You'll have to bring around a little funny story journal now with you. And I know, I know. Well, see, they happen, and you you have I to know. crack. And I suppose it doesn't stay in your mind. Yeah. You haven't asked your biggest life lesson, Rachel. I think I mentioned it earlier. It is take your opportunities. Okay. You know, um, I think that's really important. Um, don't, don't box yourself into what you're doing. Um, I just think that's, that's the, the most important thing that, that I've learned. Um, basically, because I'm absolutely disgusted that when I was in the vet college, I played rugby. Okay. I was quite good. It was only the mere infancy of it. Yeah. played number seven and I got invited to a training session up the north for the Ireland team mm-hmm. and I didn't go and if I had gone I would have got a cap for Ireland playing rugby so oh. now I know I am so disgusted with myself and I was some stupid reason there's nothing important I know so as a result if I get asked do I want to do something I go yes no problem at all if I can do it you know yeah. or I'd like to try that out or there's surfing. I'll try that. I've never done it. Or there's a gin stick on the web. Let's see. Can I order that and try to use it? Or yes, there's an easy boss. I'll try that. <laughs> you know, but you know what I mean? It's and I'm not sponsored. I don't get anything. For, I don't get any hashtag gifted. I, well, those two <laughs> things now, they're not gifted. No, I know they're not gifted. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is it's, you know, just try, try stuff. Yeah, no. And I do think that like I definitely have that's one of my mantras that probably comes and bites me in the bum a little bit sometimes because I say yes to too many things but I do think yeah take your opportunities you never know where you're going to end up yeah and and get involved and um you know 
try to make things better for, for yourself, but also for everybody. I mean, we're a profession. We're not a very big profession. There's 3,000 of us and one, one point something thousand nurses. You know, we, we, we have to sort of work for each other. Um, you know, don't, don't fall into the trap that other people have of belittling of the other, other vets, etc. You know, support. We, we have to support everybody in the profession. And, uh, well, that's my belief anyway. You know, treat, treat, treat everybody as well as you want to be treated yourself. And would expect to be treated very wise words indeed uh, very very wise words. very wise to um to end the podcast but of course before we end the podcast we have to do our little quick fire round um so you want to go ahead michelle with your with your few yeah i do so whilst walking music or podcasts uh, what what you say? Sorry, can you repeat? Whilst walking, do you listen to music or? Podcast? I don't listen to anything. I switch off totally and watch the little dog walk around. Um, but driving, I listen to podcasts all okay. the time. Good. Um, spring or summer? Um, I like summer, but not really hot. So spring. Um, are you a whiskey or a wine person? Um, yeah, the only whiskey I've ever drank that I quite liked was honey infused stuff from Bushmills, which was really nice. So yeah, I prefer wine. <laughs> we'll have to meet for a glass of wine sometime when all this. Yeah, is. yeah. And a, and a Hot whiskeys are fine. Well. Absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, whiskey with other things in it is fine. <laughs> I have Land Cruiser or Hilux. Well, considering I have a really nice silver Land Cruiser parked outside, I I'm going to go Land Cruiser all <laughs> the way. And can I just say that on that YouTube video, I had serious, serious vet car envy. Like your Jeep is amazing. Is this the drawers at the back? Is oh, it? yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Those sort of old drawers were are fantastic. I've actually got them just transferred into the one I got a couple of years ago from that oh, one. Okay. Yeah. No, that's oh, taken wow. a few years to get and um, various different designs. But Lovely. I have it. It's worth spending the money on something that makes your job easy. So Perfect. I do no bending. I don't have to bend and lift anything out in my Jeep at all. There is no and um, everything is pulled out towards me because I used to have setups where I'd have drawers, but there'd still be that thing you reach in and lift out. Yeah, and yeah. it's fine to do it once, but you're doing it 13, 14 times a day, you'll hurt yourself. So yeah, I love my I love my Jeep. My, <laughs> I love it too. My drawers. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's really bad, but yeah. And I then do. when you say I've I've got uh, drawers as well in my van, and I'm like, I'm they're like, Oh, do you see my drawers? And then obviously drawers means something else as well. So <laughs> <laughs> try not try not to say that on farms because yes, you will get that, yeah 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 i've been guilty of that a couple of times but a lot of times if you keep speaking people haven't picked up on what you yeah, said yeah yeah exactly um so if there was if you were to uh, elect a president of ireland would it be monica higgins or owen ryan from ucd well, see, if Monica was the president, then she wouldn't be available to work in the practice. So I'm going to go with Owen Ryan. <laughs> Owen Ryan's a good very good uh, answer. Is, is good and yeah, that's that's a purely being selfish. And um, then move, move, the move vet had a similar answer last week. So yeah. <laughs> don't take away any of our vets. <laughs> My rota is sacrosanct. And yeah. Owen owns puts um owns on the council with me. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. 
So he's 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 a he's a good fella. He's really interested in what he does, and he, he you know he's he's a good guy. He's yeah. a good guy. Yeah. We'll have to get him on the podcast. We will. So oh, we will. We'll we'll. for we're coming. We're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jack Russell or Bijan? Oh no. Sammy would would get very upset if I said anything other than a psychotic, aggressive little Jack Russell. <laughs> easy boss, easy boss, or a ginstick? Well, actually, the easy boss because the ginstick is wonderful, but I'm in suckler practice. I see no torsions. I see one or two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, if I was in dairy practice, I'd be using it a lot more, but um, I've used it to untwist. Um, you know the the calf coming backwards who's upside down oh yes just makes life so much easier yeah, um yeah. used it in a few torsions um but the easy boss now i'm can I have both of them you can and actually into that i'm adding <laughs> the gin bag as well the gin bag what's a gin yeah. bag it's very environmentally unfriendly i'm sure but it's a huge lump of plastic bag yeah that you wrap your prolapse uterus in okay and then you just twist the bottom of it and it just pushes it up in it's made by the same people oh yeah so it's, it's just a matter of you know the way we you normally have it slinging on a, a sheet or something yeah yeah so the bag sort of goes in and so it's 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 quite thick mm-hmm. so you're not worried about you know putting your hand through when you're putting pressure on okay and um i i, I found yeah google it i will thank you logan's <laughs> You know. new toy and yeah. um sligo or mayo oh no mayo's lovely you know but sligo is in scrones that's not fair oh. and i can't go to in because of covid because it's oh. over the border oh dear oh dear but look we but we don't mayo, yes, I'm the, sorry, mayo. we like to put a few uh we like to put a few difficult ones in there you know it gets you thinking but exactly yeah so rachel thank you so much for for coming on you are a world of knowledge Thank you. Um, I had a fantastic time uh, this evening. Quite good. nerve-wracking, um, but oh, uh, good fun. And I really enjoy what you guys are doing, and I enjoy listening to your podcasts and following you on Instagram. And and I love putting up, seeing, reading the posts that everybody else puts up. Yeah, um, it's great. Thank you. The international you. ones and the national ones. And yeah, yeah. Thanks very thank much. You, thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you later. Okay, then. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Wow. Thank you for listening to the Vetspace Ireland podcast. To find out more, go to vetspaceireland.ie and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on Apple iTunes. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and also Twitter and give us a like and tag us uh, while you're listening to the podcast.